0: Hey folks, welcome to another episode of New York Sports Incomplete. This is Rex the Rookie here with John the Veteran. How's it going, John? I'm
1: doing good, Rex. Doing good. Enjoying my Labor Day weekend.
0: Yeah, the end of summer is upon us. Uh, This episode brought to you by Buddy's Barbecue, 516-497-0246. Folks, we still have several weeks of good weather left for outdoor events. If you want to have an event and have the food catered and know that everything's going to be just right with no effort on your part, call Buddy Moore at Buddy's Barbecue. That's 516-497-0246. 516-497-0246. And tell them the guys at New York Sports Incomplete were the people that turned you on to them because we still want free barbecue. Okay, John, let's get into the week. Our Metsies went 3 and 3, but they're battling hard, and some of these new kids are a lot of fun to watch.
1: Yep, if only, man, if only service time wasn't a thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. So, uh, Mr. G- DJ Stewart, otherwise known as Babe Ruth, uh, yep. batting two seventy seven with 10 home runs and 21 RBI and a, a paltry 1.010 OPS. This kid's tearing the ball off the cover.
1: Yeah. No, it's going to be nice to have a, a third Mets hat in Cooperstown to go along with Seaver and Piazza. So, <laughs> looking forward to that. Uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Another episode of heavy sarcasm. Is it though? <laughs> well, you know what? It could just be wishful thinking. But yeah, there we go. I prefer I prefer wishful thinking. I'll say this: he's
1: definitely he's definitely making a solid audition for himself to have a spot on the roster next year. Yeah. When we're still when we're actually trying to win games.
0: Well, the impossible happened this week. Ronnie Maurizio finally was called up. Uh, is hitting the ball extremely hard? Yeah, he 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 did. He's been
1: doing the thing that he's been doing in the minors for about six years now, it, which has hit the ball over hundred and ten miles per hour.
0: Yeah, and I gotta say, he looks pretty good at second base. Yeah, he looks okay. His plate discipline hasn't been as bad. I, I th- speaking of wishful thinking, I, I this might still be wishful thinking because
1: he's only played two games, but uh, I hope that his plate discipline is as over-exaggerated, plate discipline issues are as over-exaggerated as Alvarez's
0: defense yeah. wants. Well, I mean, it's a very small sample size, but right now he's batting 571 with a 1.285 OPS, so right now he's stellar. Uh, yeah. Mr. Lindor... Is uh, in the twenty twenty five club, looking to be in the thirty thirty club. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if he gets the thirty thirty, but it would be. Uh,
1: he's just he's just a monster. He he's so good and so underrated. He's the only he's the only baseball player I know that could be underrated with a with a three hundred million dollar contract.
0: Well, I think he's he's underrated because he's on an underachieving team. He's been, he's, you know, he's had ups and downs this year, but overall he's been probably the steadiest Met. Um, you know, I, I, even though you, you mentioned that $300 million contract, it was money well spent as far as I can see.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was, I was looking at it the other night. Just for example, David Wright, uh, has a lifetime war of forty nine, which obviously he would have superseded that had injuries not taken their toll on him. But he has a career war of forty nine. Lindor is already at forty two. Yeah, with seven more years left, I believe maybe it's more on this current contract. So he's he's I I really hope that once we start winning again, people people will stop taking him for granted.
0: Oh, cuz he so. really is. He's the heart. He really is
1: one of the best shortstops, if not the best in
0: baseball. Agreed, and he's also the heart and soul of the team. I mean, if you ever watch what's going on on the field, he's in the middle of everything. There's a mound he's, visit, he's, he's there. <laughs> hes he's the field general. Right. 100%. Uh, and he has been
1: since he got since he got here
0: let's talk a minute about the polar bear. Cause there's a lot of speculation about are the Mets going to sign him to a long-term contract? If they don't, what does it look like? I mean, what's your feeling on that?
1: This may be the home in me, but I, I believe that Steve Cohen works out a deal with him this winter. I don't see him letting, letting this even get to free agency just like he didn't let Lindor get to free agency. Um, I, I think that the rumors of him getting traded were overblown. I, I the team obviously doesn't want him to leave. There's reports that they've all made it known that they want Alonzo to still be a Met. Uh, I I think it would just cripple
0: the fan base if they were to trade him. I agree. I. I
1: I just yeah I I think he gets I mean I'm not an exact figure but I think I would offer him I think I would offer him six years 180 million dollars
0: I think something that, like that that would that would be fair if he would accept it
1: yeah I think you give him something similar to what the Braves gave Matt Olsen, maybe doc a few years. Off of it because he's not, you know, he's not he's as young as most guys are when they get their second
0: contract. Because you know Pete played college ball and he wasn't he didn't get called up at twenty one, right? You know, so uh, but yeah, if you had to ask me right now, I I think the contract gets worked out in the winter. I don't think he plays 20, in twenty twenty four without a new contract. Right, I I could hope be wrong. I hope could but like I was wrong because I thought that the Yankees would would have extended judge before last season when they waited he bet on himself and he
1: just you know put up one of the most historic seasons ever and he got paid accordingly right uh, I obviously wouldn't be mad at that because it's not my money if he were to do the same thing but just I feel like if Cullen wants a guy he's gonna go get him
0: well, speaking of Cohen, he let Epler uh, fire the entire scouting staff this week. What do you make of that?
1: I can't can't be mad at it. <laughs> I mean, scouting's been not great. I mean, all the all like if we had we made all those trades at the trade deadline to just now get a serviceable pharmacist. I mean, we you know we went into we discussed at length of about five or six of our top ten
2: prospects weren't on the team or weren't in the organization right to start the year, but our
1: you know we've been we've been a bottom tier farm system since about twenty fifteen yeah after we after we called up guys like Syndergaard and Mats and we had Wheeler the previous year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, has been
0: nothing. Speaking of Syndergaard, I saw he was DFA'd this week. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's basically, I mean, if the Dodgers and Guardians can't fix you, you basically have the Rays or Japan. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's a shame. Um... Talk about the Yankees for a second. The Yankees went five and two this week and have taken the first two of three off of the Astros. So it looks like they've got a little bit of momentum going here. They got fat on the Tigers before that. But yeah, and they really, they yeah, they really should have swept them too. Uh, I I
1: ended, I watched the one game that they lost, uh, extra innings. They had Glaber Torres with boss, maybe one of the worst. <laughs> Attempted throws to throw the first base, I've ever seen.
2: Yeah, just given
1: the given the given the circumstances, uh, just not even remotely close.
0: Well, I guess. But the, yeah, no, they
1: they got uh, they. I don't know if they if they got one more run in
0: them. It's pretty. I'm, they they're pretty much dead. But at least they haven't completely rolling over. Well, hey, hey look—the Mets are no longer in last place. We're a half game ahead of Washington now. Uh, it seems to me like the 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 race for the winter is to see who survives: Boone and Cashman, or or Epler and Showalter, or none of them.
1: <laughs> What's crazy is I think Epler's the safest of uh, the four that you mentioned. Um, I, I I was reading the reports that. If they do, if if Steve Cohen is able to bring Stearns into be the president of baseball operations, then a discussion becomes: Do you keep Buck, or do you bring in Craig Council, who is his manager in Milwaukee, uh, and he saw, you know, quite a bit of success with Council as his manager.
0: Council's a good manager. Yeah. Um, so
1: I know um, I know you would much rather Council than say Beltron. <laughs>
0: or anyone like that for I, I would I would rather keep buck would be my first choice my second choice would be Joe Madden maybe third would be Council. um but I I can't blame buck for this mess yes bucks made some weird calls this year but my gosh this team has been so snake bit with injuries and just weird stuff happening so pitching
1: i mean yeah the the injuries isn't great but at the end of the day it's like, you know, Scherzer and Verlander are underperformed. We paid them a ton of money to be the best one two punch in baseball. As we're seeing now with them on the Astros and the Rangers who are actual contenders, they are number three, number four starters
0: right. at best. Well let's not um, let's not discount the damage the hitting coaches did. Cause... Yeah, no, I, I was I was gonna get that. I'm just saying that there was
1: Verlander and Scherzer are over the the hill. They didn't have anything left as aces. That was a misstep. And then there were about, I'd say, well over a dozen games where McGill, Peterson, and Carrasco didn't even give the team a chance.
0: I couldn't agree more. So
1: that's genuinely, I think, 20 games that those three started, the Mets were done by the second inning.
0: Yeah. Didn't even have a chance. Yep, and but then wow, when we came when it came up to bat, the guys were so confused they didn't they didn't know what to do with themselves. Yeah, because we completely abandoned our hitting approach that worked well last year. So uh,
1: hopefully we don't do that again. Let me go, McNeil, who is I think we've established was the biggest casualty of that. He's Finally, turned it around,
0: which is wonderful to see because I was. It was depressing me yeah. watching him try to hit this. Season. Yeah. Because he just, you know, there's a great baseball player
1: in there, and he's got so lost in his own head and trying to not. He's just, he, he plays the game. He's a, he's a man out of time. He plays baseball. 1920s. The way someone went forty years ago, right? And that's how he's successful. You don't have him try to hit like everyone else because he can't.
0: No, <laughs> he's not. He's not a giant guy. He's tall, but he's very slender. He has crazy good hand-eye coordination. Just let him do his thing. Uh Vogelbach's been hitting better, although he's still super slow. Um,
1: yeah, what was that last night?
0: <laughs> He's just, he, I, I mean, I'm, I'm slow. I, I might be able to outrun him.
1: Did J.P. Crawford caught that relay, turned around, took a full beat, might as well have asked Wogelbach, are you stupid, and then threw him out at second base?
0: Yep. <laughs> and that happens all the time with him. I mean, he'll get chugging around first and go, I'm gonna get it to double and they get him by five steps. And in the ninth inning, dude,
1: like man, like you're gonna get you're going to get taken out of the game for a pinch runner. Park it first. Stop.
0: Yeah. Don't just oh God. I don't see a place for him on next year's team. Um No,
1: I would rather just just have dad put dj stewart in his spot
0: right
1: right next year i just thank god that we're already out of contention because that game was important between mcneil missing the go-ahead home run by about six inches and then vogelbach getting thrown out and it's like i would have had a conniption i was was, thank god that that game didn't matter because that was like, just the most quintessential,
0: heartbreaking Mets loss. Well, we could play spoiler today. If we could win today, we would take uh, the series off of the Mariners. And they're yeah, the th-
1: one team I don't want the Mets to play spoiler <laughs>
0: again. <laughs> well, then they will. Uh, yeah. Okay, here's the good news, pal. Uh, on the 10th, which is only a few days away, Giants open up against the Cowboys. How you feel about that game? I, weirdly, I, weirdly I feel good confident. about the Giants. I think the Giants have a better than even chance to beat the Cowboys. It's, I
1: will say it's the most confident I've felt going into a Giants-Cowboys game in a long time. Like, since
0: 2016. It's the most confident I've felt about a Giants-Cowboys game. And, and then uh, the, the next day you got the Jets opening against the Bills, which, granted, I think the Bills are better than the Cowboys. But I like the Jets' chances. I, I, I think it'll be a very competitive game. Uh, the way I see it going is the Jets' defense will, will, will be the difference. What do you,
1: who do you think that game is more important for, the Giants or the Jets? I, mean,
0: one. I think it's equally important for both teams. They're both division rivals. They are both have been historically a, a heated rivalry, uh, more so for the Giants. But I, I do think the Giants are the better team. Uh, the Jets and the Bills are almost a toss-up as far as I can tell. I'm just uh, – I'm, I'm speaking purely as a Jets fan right now. I think – It's going to
1: come down to how well – see, now it's funny. It's, it's really just – I think it comes down to whose offensive line can protect the quarterback more. Because the two – the Jets, for my money, have the best defensive line in football.
0: Yeah. And – if they can get to Allen, which is difficult, well, also kind of fast and athletic. Yeah, and he's he he's a giant quarterback. When you get to him, doesn't mean you're going to get him down. Right.
1: So, I mean, if they can if they can make Allen uncomfortable, because he's prone to he's prone to making mistakes. He's, he will he will throw interceptions. If you could, but you could force him to make turnovers, especially early in the game. I think the Jets have a really. I think the Jets have a really good chance of
0: of beating them. Yeah, I do. I do too. But let's not discount the Bills' defense because that's a stout defense.
1: Yeah, no, it is. It is. I think it's going to be a heck of a game. I I would say I do think it's more. I, I will say I think it's more important for the Jets. It's important for both, obviously, because of the you know, reasons you give. But I think it is more important for the Jets to get off to a win. A, because it's the first game of the Aaron Rodgers era. Two, I think the Jets just have a lot more expectations than the Giants this year, even if you think the teams are more evenly matched than most do. And, and three, even if the Giants lose to Dallas... They then go into Arizona the next week, and Arizona is going to be the worst team in football this year.
0: Whereas the Jets, they have to play the Cowboys yeah. immediately after the Bills in Week Two. Yeah,
1: and then there's a lot of pressure.
0: Well, like, you can't you can't start zero and two. Well, <laughs> conceivably the Cowboys could, and right. that that would be terrific. <laughs> that, yeah, and the Giants if the Giants can start two and zero, and the Cowboys start zero and two, that would be. Fantastic. If we could get Jerry Jones so angry that he goes and gets his 25th facelift, I think that would be a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah. and, and Jerry Jones is starting to look like Kenny Rogers did. I mean, he's like a, almost unrecognizable. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Jones looks like an age that doesn't exist. Yes. He He went Instead of looking like a
1: normal 80-year-old man, he looks like a 90-year-old lizard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's kind of got that Wayne Newton look going on. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of uh, famous people, we we lost Jimmy Buffett yesterday, and and I was always a kind of a casual fan. I wouldn't say I was a parrot head, but that was a tremendous loss for the for the music world. He was only seventy six. Yeah, I I was I was shocked
1: that he was that young. I didn't. I would have thought he was into his 80s by now
0: well he was worth a billion dollars so he did a lot right um, yeah he did I,
1: I found out that he didn't even he didn't even like margaritas anymore <laughs> he, couldn't, he couldn't drink them Yeah, he said they were too sweet
0: yeah well, I'm, I'm with him on that um <laughs> uh, okay so we in the uh, National Women's Soccer League Gotham tied North Carolina 3-3 the Liberty this week uh took Las Vegas Aces, the team in first place, to the woodshed, beat them 94-85. Then Friday, they beat the Sun 89-58. You know, you've got basically two super teams in the, in the WNBA, and those being Las Vegas and New York Liberty. And, and thus far, the Liberty have really been the only team that could, could have a chance against Las Vegas. So that's encouraging for the New York fans. Uh, In Major League Soccer, the NYCFC tied Vancouver 1-1. That was yesterday. Tonight, the Red Bulls play Philly at 9.30, and it's a big old case of who cares because both teams are terrible. (laughs) Both teams (laughs) suck. Uh, One thing I wanted to talk about quickly was the Nebraska women's volleyball team set a new world attendance record at 92,003. Uh, they beat Omaha three straight matches. Uh, big for women's sports. Uh, they 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 filled Memorial Stadium to the to the rafters. I, I think it's tremendous for for women's sports that they could get ninety two thousand people uh, to to be interested in it and to come out and support it. And you know, good good for them.
1: Yeah, I mean that's. I don't think the Tampa Bay Rays have gotten 92,000 people all season combined. <laughs> and they're good at baseball. So, yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was a heck of an accomplishment. I was very confused at first <laughs> when I saw, like, just the headline. And, uh, but yeah, no, reading about it was a very, that was a very, very cool accomplishment. Shout out to, to all the students and people in
0: Nebraska for making that happen. That was very cool. Uh, in other western Western North American news primetime went to did his Colorado debut talked a bunch of smack and then and then then backed it up Colorado beat TCU which TCU was ranked in the top 20. they're literally in the
1: national title game last season
0: yeah well look yeah. it's not the same team the NFL rated them but yeah they were still there uh, was yeah, top 20. They, were they, were still, TCU. they were still ranked 17 and Colorado was one and 11 last year yeah they, he is uh there there are some people on this planet that are uh, built different as the kids would say Deion Sanders is built different yeah he, he, is, he, yeah.
1: he he's insane he, he just he well he waltzes hey. into Colorado. They didn't even have the money to pay him to be the head coach. I think he's getting like $25 million. They didn't have the money to pay him. The athletic director was like, if we just tell people that we're going to hire Deion Sanders, we'll get the money back and then some. Sure enough, that happens. They packed their spring game, and now they just went into TCU and
0: beat them. Yeah. First game, his son, the starting quarterback,
1: he looked terrific. They have Travis Walker, who is a college football version of Otani now.
0: Yeah. Hundred <laughs> yards,
1: both sides of the ball.
0: Hundred yards yeah. receiving and an interception. I mean, tremendous. I and mean, if, if, I don't know if you watched Dion in the post-game interview
1: on the field, but he said my son missed him twice on two deep balls. If he would have got, if he would have caught those two, he would have already won the Heisman. Streak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, it's good for what's left of the Pac-12, which is now shrunk to the point where the wags on the West Coast are calling it two-pack.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, and then I, the uh, ACC uh, is bringing in SMU and I believe California, who are I don't know if you're. A geography buff at home folks but that's not on the Atlantic
0: coast no these conferences either. are a mess yeah there was some talk of them bringing in Stanford as well I don't know if that's going to uh, ever happen the NCAA
1: the NCAA is a joke and the only reason that that they're allowing this is because they know that the the teams think they're a joke and they would just leave the NCAA and start their own college football league without them so they're just hanging on for dear life. Uh, no one cares about conferences anymore. If it was, I, I'm pretty sure the SEC could just bring in everybody if they really wanted to, and just have their own league. Uh, yeah. I, am not a fan personally. I miss when conferences actually,
0: you know, are even for the most part. Yeah. SEC has always been like top of the you know king of the hill, but yeah, I like the Big Twelve used to have competitive teams. The Pac Twelve used to have at least you know yeah the big three the Big teams, Ten right? the ACC yeah yeah when I when I was growing up the ACC was was the the conference that we followed in my household because my uncle went to North Carolina and my dad went to State and you know, then you had real rivalries. That's what made it so much fun. Now it's like you don't even know what conference a team is going to be in.
1: No. I mean, I, I mean you'll still have, like, Michigan, Ohio State, Auburn, Alabama, like the big ones. But i say it comes down to the school's uh, – it's the school's decision whether they want to keep rivalries, rivalry games going. I think they – Washington and Washington State – said they'll still play one another every year, even though they're gonna be in separate conferences. So that was cool. Um, I know I miss I miss watching Michigan and Notre Dame every year. That was always that was a college football game I always looked forward to the most. They used to always play week two or three. And that's been gone for a couple of years, which yeah. is a shame. So it is what it is.
0: Great, yeah, I mean college Still going to have traditional rivalries, and it'll still be fun to watch. But gosh, it's gotten confusing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not just college football, too. It's college basketball, as well. Right. I mean, I, I remember when the Big East used to have a football division. And it was actually entertaining. They were never, like, you know, national title contenders. But they beat up on them. So they beat up on one another pretty good. And they're made for an entertaining... Brand of football. And then that's just, you know, that died out. Like 2014, 2013, something like that. And all those schools got scattered around.
0: Did you catch any of the uh, UConn-NC State game the other day? I did not, no. UConn tried a trick play that, that the NC State defense sniffed out and it was just a disaster for UConn. And then the, then it was oh, the game was over at that point because... State scored like three times in a row after that. But uh, I think NC State's going to be okay. They're going to be pretty good this year, but uh, they're going to have to play Notre Dame next week. So that'll be their big. I told you last
1: episode, I think NC State's winning that game.
0: <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> from your lips to God's ears.
1: I I know. I, I just, I Notre Dame just, I don't know. They seem, I could be, Wildly off base here. They just, they they give me overrated vibes. And then NC State's going to be the first real football team they play after those, the other, you know, the last, the first two weeks,
0: their opponent laid down in the first five minutes. I don't think that's going to happen with NC State. Well, Especially because it's in, it's
1: a home game for them.
0: I, uh, I don't know if I ever told you this, but when I was in school in University of Rhode Island, they were, they made all the music majors play in the marching band. So I got to go to all the football games and uh, we would always play UConn. That was a big rivalry and we'd play UMass up in Amherst and that was always a huge rivalry. And then we played Brown every year. Now, the Ivy Leagues are not noted for great football, uh, no. but we'd played Brown and on the years that we had to play at Brown, it was just an absolute hoot because they, well, I don't know what their problem was. We came out, we were a snappy, huge marching band and we'd put on a traditional show. And then they would come running out of the the, uh, bushes at the end of the end zone wearing swim fins and bathing trunks and snorkel masks and basically just make fun of themselves. But (laughs) I mean, you know, that's kind of the thing about college football, though. There was always those weird things you could look forward to. And and it seems to me with all this, and I guess it's coming from TV money, but you, you got all these crazy deals that are cut with, with various local uh, regional sports channels. And, and the conferences and the old rivalries just don't mean as much in a lot of the cases. And I think that's kind of sad. Yeah, I,
1: I, I just, I think you still see it. It's just there's a, um, a lot. There's a lot of signs. The sign, the signs are are very entertaining. I, if you ever watch College Game Day, the um, on ESPN. Yeah. Uh, if you just look in the background while they're talking, some of the signs are hysterical, vulgar. Yes. I can't repeat most of them, <laughs> on the show. But um, like, I think my favorite was. But uh, it was North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, an NC fan held up a sign that said, "You are, you are literally beneath us." <laughs> that was
0: well, that was good. Yeah,
1: that, uh, straight into the point.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'll I'll trot out another old chestnut. My my father's favorite NC State UNC thing was uh, he would say, "Well, if you're you see somebody walking down the street and they're wearing a UNC hat, they probably." excuse me, if they have wearing an NC State hat, they went to North Carolina State. And if they were wearing a Carolina hat, they probably went to Walmart. Your <laughs> so, dad was making hipster jokes before, before it was cool. Yeah, he, he's been making dad jokes for 60 some odd years now. <laughs> oh man. God, another thing too is like,
1: I I was I'm sitting there watching the Colorado TCU game and I see a Wendy's commercial featuring Caleb Williams who is the starting quarterback for USC yeah and the
0: current Heisman Trophy winner it is bizarre seeing a college athlete get to do Wendy's commercials yeah yeah it's great it's
1: awesome I'm happy for him it's just like just the whole time I'm sitting there like they keep
0: playing it every commercial break and I'm sitting there like I remember this being illegal right (laughs)
1: Right. <laughs> that's, that's a weird feeling.
0: Players getting suspended for five games for accepting a pair of free sneakers. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, this guy's guy shilling me a, you know, a biggie bag at a Wendy's. Right. <laughs> probably, making, probably making close to a million dollars off of it. Um, and what it will do is it'll, it'll uh, which I guess if you want to be optimistic and, you know, pretend that all these guys are are uh, you know looking for a higher education? The NILs will convince players to stick around a couple more years
0: right. in college and not jump straight to the pros at the first chance of you know that they get. Because I was, you know, that was Caleb Williams is a
1: junior, he could come back, yeah, to USC after this season. And a lot of people, you know, the conventional thinking is, well, oh, why would you do that? You're going to be. If you stay healthy, you're the consensus first overall pick in the draft. From Caleb Williams' side, maybe because the Arizona Cardinals seem like a dumpster fire, I don't want to go to the Arizona Cardinals, and I'm not. I'm turning down a lot of money, but I'm still getting paid through my NIL, so I can, you know, afford to wait a year, right? And then see who's available with the number one overall pick my senior year. Now, if it's the Cardinals again, he's SOL. But <laughs> that, you know, maybe it could be someone else, and you know, then he, he feels like he's uh, you know, done himself a solid.
0: Not everyone can be Peyton Manning and just make that decision because you know they come from a wealthy family. Right. Well, maybe he can. Speaking of the Manning family, maybe he can. He can. Pray to the football gods that he gets traded to a good team like Eli did. Yeah, yeah, I remember he got
1: killed for that though. Like that was a big deal. Errol, he, his reputation, he got his reputation dragged through the mud before he even took a snap. Because they were like, "How, you know, how dare you force a trade before you even entered the league?" Yeah, well I
0: don't even know how much of it was him. I think he was just a lot I think that was his dad. Well, you know what? Whoever it was, it was it was a brilliant move. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's not even it what's so crazy about that is it's not even like Philip Rivers, who they traded for Eli Manning, had a bad career. No, he had he had a borderline Hall of Fame career. I mean. If, if Philip Rivers had played for a decent team, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. Do you think? Do you think the Giants win two Super Bowls with Philip Rivers as their quarterback? Yes. Okay. I think overall Philip Rivers was a better quarterback than Eli Manning, but you know that's water under the bridge. I see. I always I always wrestled with that because. Philip Rivers, I, for my money,
1: Philip Rivers had the more talented, at least offensively, he had the more talented weapons throughout his career than Eli Manning. Yeah. Uh, he had, he, you know, it's, uh, at one point he was playing with Ladainian Tomlinson, who you could argue is a top ten running back in the history of the NFL. Yeah, and Antonio Gates, who you could argue is a top five tight end. Yep, yeah. in the history of the NFL. Yeah. So you know, it's not
0: like he. <laughs> but Eli Eli had better defenses. That is true. And is true. you know, Eli was no Trent Dilfer, but I mean, I think Eli was much better than Trent Dilfer. But, no, Eli, but Eli, Eli defenses, was
1: never going
0: to be the MVP de- of the league. But defenses was, win Super Bowls.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will say though, the one the one counter to that was that in both Super Bowls he was trailing. With less than two minutes left, and he got the team down the field and scored a touchdown, to give
0: the Giants a lead. Oh, Eli was so, clutch. He was clutch. Yeah. He he had a fierce comf- uh, competitive fire that 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 led him to success. I look, I personally think Eli was underrated. Uh, I, I agree. I don't. I, th- I think Eli was a much better quarterback than than people b- seem to remember. But, you know, I, I still think Phillip Rivers is a better quarterback. Anyway, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's all about, that's about all I got this week. You got anything else?
1: No, no, that's about it. Uh, just, we, we, we managed to, that's so nice, getting to talk about something besides bad baseball.
0: Well, yeah, right. let, let's go Big Blue and let's go Jets.
1: Yeah, we got we got one more week, and then the and then the fun the fun begins again. Yeah. Uh, so actually, I have this. I because again, every episode I gotta ask, and they just lost two out of three to the Lola Yankees. Still going, Braves Astros Yeah. World Series. Yes,
0: I am. Yeah, the Braves are just stupid. I just watch them play the
1: Dodgers, and I'm just like, it's not. They're not fair. It, Genuinely is creeping into the best team ever assembled. Yeah. Vibes.
0: Their pitching, just, they're pitching. They, they don't have the best pitching staff ever assembled, but boy. It, them, it
1: truly does not matter.
0: <laughs> they, they can sure hit the tar out of the ball, though. They're
1: hitting better than the 2017 Astros, who were cheating.
0: Yeah, I know. Who,
1: who knew what pitch was coming next.
0: Well, they're, I guess the <laughs> if I was a Braves fan, I'd be a little bit worried about the playoffs because of the starting pitching. Other than that it should be smooth sailing.
1: Well, yeah, Cause baseball's a dumb sport. They'll like, they'll get swept by the Marlins or something in the first round. But I, I don't see that happening. <laughs> I think that there's not, I, the only, my only hope is that a team like the Rays, Faces them in the World Series, and then the Rays are a funky enough team where they're just like, all right, we're going to take everything three innings at a time, and we're just going to keep just rotate. We're just going to keep throwing different pitches at them, and never let them get into a rhythm. Other than that, I really don't see how you stop this lineup. Uh,
0: the only thing that could stop them is themselves. Yeah, that, that that'll be my my parting pearl of wisdom. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, so you're sticking with you, stick with Braves Astros. Yes, right. I am. Good.
1: Good to know. Yeah, that's, that's about it. That's about it for this week.
0: All right. Um, well, so, as always, it's been fun. Uh, John, I'll let you do the sign-off. All right, folks.
1: We've It's been a long, long, god-awful, long, tedious summer. We are seven days away. We are <laughs> seven days away from football starting. And then we can be sad about something else besides the Mets and the Yankees. Hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully both the Giants and the Jets can beat their divisional rivals, and then this will be a uh, a very fun, very fun show for the next couple of weeks. Uh, I I've been looking forward to it for genuinely months now, so I'm very excited for it to almost be here. Uh, Rex. You uh you got anything else?
0: Nah. Hey folks, no. thanks thanks for listening. We'll catch you soon. Uh,
1: hey, have a great labor day weekend, guys.